0: Never, ever marks the spot. I am altering the deep. Pray I don't alter it any further. Community doesn't believe he exists. The ones that do call him the
1: Winter Soldier. I'm oh, Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 Report, the show that knows you can't pluralize Lone Ranger. My name is Drew, I'll be your host for the evening, along with me, as always, is my brother Peter. Here. Hey, man. How's it going? <laughs> You were clearly drinking when I did that, weren't you? Maybe. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, he took a pause. He was taking a drink and trying to swallow fast. No, no, it's all good. (laughs) Uh, It's all good, man. It made me laugh. Um, Mm -hmm. So, hey, this has been an absolute nutball week, man. We finish finish out with, uh, I mean, as far as we're concerned, COVID's not over. But, I mean, the way uh, people go out and riot and um, have... uh, uh, peaceful protests and everything—they clearly don't care about social distancing or face masks. So, yeah. Yeah. so I, so I guess, <laughs> so I guess COVID's over. Um, in all seriousness, I really want to try and avoid subjects like this because that's not why we're here to talk about this stuff. But there's some really horrible stuff going on, and it's inexcusable. And um, I, this podcast totally supports. Um, all the movements that's going on and, you know, things need to change. And that's really all I want to say. Um, I've been quiet about it on my social media. I've been quiet about it on the uh, Top 5 Report social media. We are listening. We're just trying to let things be as they are and not try to make any more waves than need to be made. You know what I mean? If that makes sense, I don't want to like, there's so much going on, I don't need to say the wrong thing at the wrong time and then, You know, that's where I'm kind of, I'm just concerned about saying the wrong thing more than anything, if that makes sense. Does that make sense, Peter?
0: Yeah, 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 I think so.
1: Um,
0: Like, we're not really a political show, like, from our beginning, we've always been here to kind of just be, like, I don't know, I think of us, like, trying to, like, be that, like, sort of bright, nerdy energy that people might be needing in their life, so, uh, like you said, like, I don't know if we have much to say, but, uh, yeah, I pretty much agree with everything. Yeah, no, I just, (laughs) just it's
1: things like that should never happen. And, um, we can't not talk about it when it gets this explosive. So in the world that we're living in right now, post COVID and all that stuff, it's kind of a, those things were inexcusable, never should have happened. Something needs to change. We support that. We hear you. Um, so Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, but that being said, let's get on to our show. Let's talk about some fun stuff, because that's what we're here to talk about. We want people to, like, <laughs> forget about their troubles and have a little bit of an escape and have some fun and maybe laugh with us, and we'll go from there. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, man. Um, so, what are we watching, reading?
0: Um, well, actually, sorry, I just, since you were talking about fun stuff, it actually reminded me. I was just talking to my wife about... Uh, uh, I think before uh, COVID happened, the last movie we went to see was Knives Out, actually. And we were just talking about (laughs) this at dinner. I was like, we should go see another movie. And I don't think movie theaters are open yet, right?
1: (laughs) No, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. (laughs)
0: Okay, cool. Because I was just like, like, I don't think they're open, but she thought they were for some reason. And I was like... Hmm, maybe I would brave the outside world to go, you know, get a chance to go to the cinema again, but I guess I'm out of luck.
1: I can tell um, you I can tell you right now. I know exactly what movie I'm going to brave the world to go see, but we'll talk about that momentarily.
0: Okay. Is it Scott Pilgrim versus the World?
1: <laughs> it is not, but it'll be but I guarantee based on the way everything's getting pushed back and theaters are closing, I know exactly what movie will probably be the first movie I go back into the theaters to see and honestly because of needing to see it on the size of the screen i'm gonna have to brave the theater to see it so
0: so is it top gun 2
1: no because that got pushed to december so unless things get pushed that far back
0: (laughs) that's where i thought you were going with it
1: yeah no top gun look top gun 2 i'm gonna brave the theater for but unless it gets pushed that far back
0: yeah yeah you're gonna go to the danger zone for that one yeah i will Um,
1: i will go to the danger zone and back for that one (laughs)
0: Um, so anyways, uh, since last week, I've mostly been watching uh, Riverdale season four right um, on. And I just got to the part, the big like part. I guess even in the show, it says and not or you know, Jughead's narrations in the background and he says, and now we're at the part you've been waiting for. And I know Drew, you know that what that part is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I basically just watched that. I have a bunch of different theories about what really might be going on. I don't know if I should delve into those. or uh, Yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, do you see how this season's shaped out completely differently than all the other seasons? Like, it just feels like everything feels disjointed for some reason, but it, fe- but it feels disjointed in, like, a really clever way, like it was always meant to be that way. Um, I don't know.
0: It's disjointed in the way that a lot of the characters have, like, their own plots going on and it I guess it's taking a while for all those stories to interweave themselves but I think I'm enjoying this season but I think the the problem I have with shows like that is there's always one or two of the subplots that I don't get that into like with Riverdale season four like I'm really into uh like Betty's FBI like serial killer stuff going on and I'm really into Jughead's uh stonewall prep sort of secret society conspiracy stuff going on that's going on and then archie's got some cool stuff with the community center and like warfare with like local um like criminal activity and stuff and i'm pretty interested in that and a lot and a couple of other subplots i'm not as into so it's a couple times during an episode like i'll get really into the show and then they'll go to one of the subplots i'm not as interested in and i'm just like oh, well, I'd rather just be watching this right now. But I know that it's all going to come together eventually, and I know that that's just kind of what happens when you have an ensemble show like this where everybody has their own stuff going on. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm enjoying this uh, season. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it's Riverdale, so it's literally a live cartoon, and there's tons of stuff in it that... There's tons of lines in it that people would never say and oh, there's yeah. tons of stuff in it that would <laughs> never, ever happen.
1: But there's I a still lot of
0: enjoy it a
1: ton. There's a lot of people don't talk that way in real life, but again, like you said, it's basically a live action cartoon. Um, and that's kinda how it yeah. has to and that's how it has to be viewed. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um I want to mention really quick um i got into a new podcast recently that's pretty good okay so i just wanted to throw that out there um a couple of weeks ago i mentioned the podcast reply all because um it was kind of one of those things where they had this amazing episode i just kind of wanted to say like people should listen to this episode just because it's so good and uh it's basically the same guys from that show are doing another show now called the scaredy cats horror show um and basically, the point of the podcast is one of the hosts is, like, a really huge horror movie fan, and the other host is, like, really terrified of scary movies. All right. So he's basically... The one who's a horror fan is basically making his co-host watch a bunch of scary movies to try to convert him to being able to enjoy uh, horror. So it's, like, this weird conversion therapy experiment they're doing, so... Basically, it boils down to every week they watch a new movie and then they give their review on it. So it's kind of like it's cool from the like social experiment aspect. But then otherwise, like so far, they've covered uh, like The Exorcist, Freddy, or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Alien. Like they're covering some classic horror movies. And it's kind of just fun to listen to this podcast and kind of relive some of those movies you might and not have seen for a while, too. So, just wanted to throw that one out there.
1: Yeah, right on. Well, you've covered more than I have, so that's
0: good. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's been, like you said, it's been a hectic, hectic, crazy week, and uh, that's really all I've been able to squeeze in while not watching the news. So, um, yeah, did you get a chance to watch anything? Um,
1: Well, so it's funny because with everything going on and having to watch the news and stuff, um, I've... (laughs) Watching new stuff. You would think that in a world where we don't have anything to consume, we could catch up on all the stuff we wanted to watch. And I just have not had time like the way I thought I was going to. It's crazy. I absolutely agree with that. I really wanted to watch uh, Space Force, uh, but I have not had a chance to watch that yet. But I'm hearing it's getting horrible reviews. Really? Which means I'm probably going to love it. (laughs) <laughs> um, a, a lot, of, a lot of the reviews are saying that a lot of the reviews are saying that the cast is too big. It's like they put too big of a star-studded cast, and it's not delivering the way it should for the side, for the cast that they have. Um, That's so,
0: interesting. It makes me wonder if people are just going in with uh, very high expectations instead of like just taking the show for what it is. You well,
1: know? my expectation was so you have the writers, you have a couple writers from The Office. Writers and creators from The Office. You got Steve Carell, you got Ben Schwartz. Like, if you look at the cast, you're like, this should be really good. And I'm wondering yeah. if, I'm just wondering if people, it, I, I wonder if the show is like too ahead of its time because, right. because um, Space Force has just been like kind of announced and we don't really know anything about it. So I wonder if we knew more about what Donald Trump meant by Space Force. This show might have a little bit more of a lasting (laughs) humor to us. I have no idea. Okay.
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, that's a good point because, like, I know people who are way younger than me who really love and appreciate The Office. And I'm like, don't you know this, like, this, I mean, the show's been over for a while and you wouldn't expect, like, your friends, like, really younger like cousin or sibling to be into the office but it seems to have that lasting potential and maybe it's the same case with this show like the other thing about the office is like the office was always a show that it took you like four or five episodes to start really laughing at like you really had to start to understand the characters and I wonder if this is a similar show where it's very subtle and maybe more like subdued or dry humor and maybe that's just People just don't get that right away, so they're just kind of disappointed, um, you know, upon their first watching.
1: Right. Well, yeah, I don't know, and I wanted to watch it, but I'll, I will get to it. Hopefully, I'll have a chance to get to it before uh, next week. Um, but yeah. I did, but I did finish the current season of Dead to Me. Oh, um, nice. Have you? Do you watch at least the first season, or have you watched through the show?
0: I've like, <laughs> like I said, I, I've watched like a lot of it. I just kind of. Uh, so my wife was watching it, and I was kind of coming in and out of the room here and there. So i catch, like, half an episode here, another episode there. But I know I definitely missed parts. So I got a gist of everything, but like I said, I probably owe the, the show a rewatch because I just didn't. I know there's tons of details I missed, but uh, what did you think of it?
1: Um, well, this season, I loved the first season. It was, like, that really, like, nice blend of, like... Uh, dark comedy um and like a real nice blend of dark comedy with um the serious side of like losing a loved one and everything and it was it was kind of like in a weird way it was like this breath of fresh air this season okay, yeah. this season was not nearly as funny as the first um and I found it very more a lot more serious and um there were some funny moments but uh the mystery is still there and that's what keeps you really going. Um, And the final, the season finale for this season felt like the ending of Lord of the Rings. Every scene, (laughs) every scene break, I was like, and credits. And then they'd start rolling another scene and I'd be like, and credits. And then it wouldn't end and you're like, and credits. (laughs) I'm like, come on, roll the damn credits. Not that I wanted the show to be (laughs) over. I was like, that was a perfect ending. No, it's not. Okay, that was, okay, no, (laughs)
0: That's funny. I don't know if I actually saw the end um, of Lord of the Rings. Told like no, of course (laughs) the end of Lord of the Rings. (laughs) I mean, throwback to last week's episode, but uh, no. um, I think uh, my wife told me what happened at the end, but I don't know if I actually watched all those like you know the twenty minutes of ending scenes or whatever at the end of the show. It it was just.
1: um, I don't. I don't. I have a feeling it was just honestly me like, reading too far into it. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> my, my issue with the second season, and I don't know if you'll know what I mean, but I feel like they they kind of started to go a little bit into stuff that's very unlikely because they need the show to keep going. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I kind of felt like I had, like, the show had, like, a Landfill 2 moment from Beer Fest, <laughs> like, that oh. sort of thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where, whereas like this is highly unlikely but i understand that they need to do something so i kind of got that but yeah that right that's my yeah. only issue with it
1: yeah so honestly that's the only thing i've been watching nice which is which is kind of rough to say for a show that we try and uh, consume um i have been um <laughs> I did do, I did, at night when I'm trying to fall asleep, I've been watching Star Wars a lot, actually. I, I did a full binge of The Mandalorian again, which, god, that show is good. Uh, Star Wars Gal- Gallery, or Disney Gallery, if you're not watching that, you need to be watching it. It's phenomenal. Um, yeah,
0: so, um, yeah, I actually did watch the first episode, and okay. I thought it was great. And I haven't watched any anymore, but I, I really enjoyed watching all the different Mandalorian directors kind of talk about what they brought to Star Wars and what Star Wars means to them. And um, I think you might have told me this in the past, Drew, that it kind of, it gives you like a really good feeling about the future of Star Wars. And that's totally what I was left with. Like these creators are doing a really good thing and I'm really excited to see what they do moving on sort of thing. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, agreed and it's just it, the show is phenomenal and the most recent episode they cover the effects so it's all oh, showing sweet. how the it. the most recent episode from the drop last week shows all the practical effects and my yeah. kid um, has been bugging me to like see some of the making of stuff and he doesn't he, for some reason he doesn't like the Mandalorian whatever but I was like dude get in here they're going to show you how Baby Yoda works and then he was all kinds of disappointed at how Baby Yoda works really? Um, because he thought Baby Yoda was real um, and I'm like, well, he is real. Like he's not—he's not a CGI character. He is real. And like, but he's—but now you're actually seeing the strings being pulled. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. And there's like—and there's like eight different uh, animatronic. So it's like eight puppeteers with remote controls that control just the head of Baby Yoda. Um, yeah, it's—it it is crazy. Like the the one guy's like, I control the eyes. <laughs> like that's all he said. He's like, I control the eye movement. <laughs> And then the other I guy's remember, like, uh, the other guy's like, I control the mouth and the ears, <laughs> like, you know, like, so
0: that's so awesome. Uh, but see, I remember yeah. hearing, a, oh, sorry. You, no, go ahead. Because I was going to go on a tangent.
1: No, go ahead. Go on a tangent. We have, we have oh, plenty no, of time for tangents to tonight.
0: <laughs> it just reminded me of, uh, I remember hearing about the old, uh, Ninja Turtles movies that the, uh, the actors they had actually in the suits playing the turtles were like, all different martial artists and uh, I guess one of them said nobody realizes that this but the masks they had to wear like inside that like turtle head he said there was so many motors and stuff going to make the face move that it sounded like he was in a train station (laughs) it was like that's how loud it was to me that's how many moving parts there were and I just thought that kind of blew my mind when I heard it, so I just <laughs> wanted to throw that in. But uh, wow, you can keep going about Baby
1: Yoda. <laughs> yeah, no, it was just he, his disappointment just kind of made me laugh. But I was like, that's <laughs> how it works. But speaking of Baby Yoda, I actually got Target is selling, and I don't know if I, I've not seen this in the store. I had to order it offline. Um, I, had to, I had to order it online. Uh, a life-size plush Baby Yoda that is like correct-looking, like it's not. Like it's a plush yeah. Baby Yoda, but the head is actually like designed to look exactly like it does in the show. So it's not like a hundred percent stuffed animal. And when you squeeze it, oh, like, okay. and when I say squeeze it really gently, like you barely have to touch it, and it like makes and the little like voice box inside like makes the noises and stuff like that. But it's like to scale to humans. So like if I was holding it, that's how big Baby Yoda really is. Absolutely adorable, absolutely amazing. But it arrived um in my house, and I'm like yes. So, um that was nice. one that was that's one that, awesome. that I had to have. But when I said I've been watching Star Wars, I'm making another pass through um, the sequel trilogy right now, and I'm about halfway through The Last Jedi, wow. and it's really interesting. Like, it's literally like I watched half of Force Awakens, the next night I watched the final half of Force Awakens, and I watched the first half of Last Jedi, and I'm going to continue on that way. But it's really interesting when you, ice like, because of all the good and the bad that, like, divided fans with this trilogy, it's interesting to look at it as just the trilogy by itself and not and like yeah we have to have the history connection with the other films but when you just focus on the three movies it's interesting how it's playing and I think I think it's going to age well where like people I think it's going to age really well where people who aren't fans of it right now they're going to be fans of it later because they're going to understand better I don't know know in like repeat viewings but this is me doing the whole I love Star Wars all Star Wars is good Star Wars to me so yeah
0: no yeah I, I hear you I've uh I mean, not about the sequel trilogy, but I've had uh, those discussions with people about other movies. Like, um, I mean, it's no surprise, like, that I'm a huge fan of Batman v Superman, but like, I've had I've talked to friends about how I think that movie's ahead of its time and stuff, and it's gonna age better than people realize. And, yeah, uh, I, I yeah, really so do. I know, I know what you mean.
1: Um, but yeah, that's actually a good little segue into uh, news if you want to discuss that real quick. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I only There's only a couple news stories. Because of everything going on with uh, the George Floyd stuff, it's been very quiet on the news front. So um, we'll talk uh, – there's two stories, and then we'll talk about the – let's – actually eh, – yeah, okay. Um, so Spider-Man news for upcoming Spider-Man movies, right? Um, yeah. We have – a Spider-Verse, so including Venom and we've talked about some of the other titles that are coming um, at the end of Fire, Far From Home we got a quick glimpse of um, J.K. Simmons pl- reprising his role as J. Jonah Jameson and everyone got all excited like, he's back oh my goodness, but that was also the final Spider-Man, at, until the contract got fixed, that was the final contract for Spider-Man in the MCU, so that could have very well ended up being a one-shot fun cameo
0: uh-huh.
1: Uh, J.K. Simmons, however, has confirmed that he's signed on to appear as J. Jonah Jameson in multiple Spider-Man sequels. That's awesome. Now he's saying sequels, but I have a feeling in the world of the Spider-Verse that we're supposed to get that might not be just Spider-Man. That could be other stuff. So when yeah. they get to the Silver Sable movie, or when they get to Venom Two, or you know what I mean? Like I'm just thinking like out loud, but and I don't know anything, so don't go. Drew from Top Five Report said um it's literally like i'm this is all speculation based on the story
0: or, or do say that start telling yes buddy we're yes please shit and it'll direct more traffic our way yes <laughs> um, um no that's awesome he definitely could uh there's definitely room for him in a venom sequel if nothing else and uh like i i've always loved jk simmons as an actor i think it's great that he's. Now he's uh, J. Jonas Jameson as well as being uh, Commissioner Gordon, and that's pretty sweet too, but uh, yeah, I didn't know if there's more details of the story at all. Or there's
1: not. It's like, it was literally like a statement that he confirmed that that's the case, and that was kind of where he left it, and we all know how yeah. that works in this industry now, so.
0: It's, it's awesome. I mean, it's weird that he was already in the Tobey Maguire movies, but it's kind of like He's one of those guys that once he played that role, there's no way you're going to be able to beat that casting. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, let's talk some brief Snyder Cut expansion. Um, this is not about the Snyder Cut, but this is like a fallout from AT&T and Warner Media actually seeing the Snyder Cut and giving it the green light. Um, we talked okay. about Henry Cavill possibly coming back as Superman, and that looks like it's going to like be a thing. Um, and yeah. we talked about how that could be a ripple effect for other things like Affleck, for example, coming back as Batman. So the report reads that Warner, Warner Media and AT&T, which is the parent company, apparently want Ben Affleck back as Batman. They yes. also want him to resume work on his Batman script. Oh, cool. So in a world where we're going to get the Matt Reeves Batman film with, um, what's his name, uh, Robert Pattinson, um, which is awesome. Like I'm excited to see it. you we're in a world where we could be seeing two different Batmans from two different time periods creating that forefront. Um, which, I
0: mean why not?
1: <laughs> right, but that would be awesome it's because one, of the multiverse no,
0: we live in. Yeah, I mean and it's like it's one of those things like Marvel has two films a year. Give me two Batman films a year. No kidding. Yeah, I mean, why not? That'd be awesome. <laughs> I mean I mean
1: let's let's I mean, look we all know Superman came first, but that opening line of um, the Lego Batman movie where the DC logo pops up and you hear Lego Batman say, DC, the house that Batman built. And then he says, I know Superman came first, but let's be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, right, I thought that was pretty funny. That was a funny line, but like in terms of DC, when you just look at the comic books alone, Batman is the number one selling character on the DC front, so... It makes no, that absolutely. it makes that line funnier, but let's have multiple Batmans. Let's have the Young Batman film trilogy and then like jump in later and have the elder Batman. I mean, I think that's awesome. That's how it is in the comic books. Yeah. Um, when
0: it, when it comes with super superheroes, like I love like I want as many different versions, as many movies as you can give me. Like I don't care, you know, so much if like they don't all interact because it's just more entertainment for us. And it's, I think just, great, it's just it's so. just
1: more and at the end we win. So, um, Absolutely. now speaking of we winning and more entertainment, um, you we talked about going to theaters and braving COVID and all that stuff. Yes, um, yeah. And since everything's shut down right now, AMC Theaters, which is one of the largest theater chains, doubts that it can stay in business. Um, right, okay. They, the theater chain itself, um, is reporting that they may may have lost upwards of $2.4 billion in the first quarter.
0: That's, uh, I mean, it's really sad. It is
1: sad, but what concerns me, as I was thinking about this, is the issue of retaining, um, like, think about a movie like Avengers Endgame. You only get that box office dollar if you have the screens to put it on. Yeah okay um yeah it's gonna you'll hit if you have less screens you're eventually gonna have more people going back to the theaters but the money's not gonna rack up as fast so if a chain like amc closes for good you see what i'm saying like that's nuts so yeah that's
0: that's absolutely insane
1: that's absolutely insane so there's that issue that needs that i just think is really interesting um and like i said it's not the important business that we're all focused on, but this is a show where we talk about pop culture. So, the movie industry has been kind of a fascinating topic for me in this giant government shutdown stuff. And California, in terms of everything opening up, California is still shut down. So, all
0: right.
1: Um, so yeah, I mean,
0: it's it is a weird, I don't know, I kind of, uh, a lot of like the entertainment stuff that we talk about I think it's like really easy to say like this stuff doesn't matter but when you really take a step back and think about it like a lot of people do care about this stuff a lot and a lot of people like watching their favorite movie or TV show or reading their favorite comic or playing their favorite video game a lot of people that just helps them get by like day by day like that helps brighten so many people's lives and I used to kind of feel like because like, I know what you mean like it's easy to say the stuff doesn't matter but I mean like going to the movie theaters that's a huge pastime for like our culture for like you know kind of since movie theaters have been built so
1: so I mean, for the only, last like, so really... you mean you mean for the last 93 years
0: Yeah exactly I, <laughs> I don't know the specific years. No but...
1: that I we only know the specific year cuz last year last week when we did our uh, uh best of the best list
0: Oh right na- man, yeah 93 and best made... pictures <laughs> Right right um yeah, good call.
1: Um, so like minimum, so
0: minimum be, 93. Yeah, and obviously it'd be really tragic to see that go away or, you know, like, see movie theaters just cease to exist. Like, that would be really sad. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you have any thoughts about that.
1: Um, um, no, it's just, it, w- it just caught me by surprise. I was like, oh my God, they could be shutting down. And then I was like, oh my God, what does that do to box office sales when you don't have something like that around? That's one th- that's, remember, that's went through my head.
0: Uh, I've heard so much buzz about people thinking that um, drive-in theaters are going to be a big thing again, which totally would make sense, given like the strange times we're living in. But I don't know if... Uh, I mean, I haven't seen any drive-in theaters pop up or anything. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you'd necessarily have any thoughts about that. I just kind of thought I'd add it to the combo. so...
1: Yeah, no, I hear you, um, and no, I thought all drive-in theaters got closed down with everybody else, and which I think is weird because we could all sit in our cars and watch movies, but
0: yeah, um, well, I, th- I think they are closed, like right now, but I think it was a thing where people were saying that they're they're probably gonna come back and be more prevalent just because you know social distancing. So right.
1: Well, in terms of going to the theaters, um, I said there was a movie that I'm gonna I will brave the theater for, and that is Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Uh, oh, okay. I don't know if you've. It's right now. It's slated for July, um, like I like the weekend before my birthday, which is awesome. Um, but uh, right now, that's when it's slated for, and I kind of look at it and I go, "That's amazing! Um, I can't wait to watch. I can. I can't wait to see this movie." Have you seen the yeah. trail? Have you seen the trailer? No, I don't know anything. Oh, oh dude, honestly. you need to. You need to see the trailer, and it's basically Christopher Nolan is, like. We all saw Inception, and yeah. it's amazing, but we don't fully understand it, and we rewatch it, and it's am- like either way, you know what I mean? It's amazing. <laughs> and then we yeah. saw, and we saw Interstellar, and it was awesome, and the Dark Knight trilogy, and everything great. Um, Christopher Nolan is tackling time travel. Cool. And it the the oh, dude, you need to see the trailer. <laughs> um, like awesome. you really. Yeah, need to see.
0: I, I should check it out. The thing about Christopher Nolan with me is. Most of his movies that I've seen, I'll go in literally not knowing anything about, and then I'll still be amazed and still love it. And it kind of, I guess I learned that when I saw Inception, because the thing about Inception was, like, even the title, like, most people don't have the word Inception as part of their basic vocabulary. So it was, like, even the title, you had to, like, look up the definition to before seeing the movie. And, like, once I kind of wrapped my head around that concept, I was, like, Okay, so Chris, Christopher Nolan makes movies that you kind of, I don't know, it's like you don't need to know a lot about before you see them, just because the movie's going to explain itself, and it's going to make sense, and it's going to be great, like, sure. regardless, if that makes sense. No, that makes um.
1: complete sense. Um, so yeah, anyway, the reason Tenant it's coming up into the story is that they, um, Christopher Nolan, they have a, apparently they have a scene where they have, they have to blow up a jet in the movie. I guess that's a spoiler to tell you they have to blow up a jet, but we've all seen explosions. It's an action film. Um, They said that blowing up the jet in real life was easier than doing it with visual effects. Okay. Okay. Meaning, um, and he says here in his quote, "...we started to run the numbers. It became apparent that it would actually be more efficient to buy a real plane of the real size and perform the sequence for real in camera... Rather than build miniatures or go the CG route. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, but... So Christopher Nolan said getting a real Boeing 747 to blow up was kind <laughs> of an impulse buying after discovering the stockpile of old planes. <laughs> That's
0: crazy. That's awesome. Though. Um, um,
1: so when you when you go back to um, when you go back to The Dark Knight and they flip the truck, they did that for real. That wasn't. That was a real stunt really performed um it wasn't uh cg nothing it was all done practical when he when i when he when i saw that article i was like awesome that means yeah. we're really focusing still on the practical effects and we want to do things for real so yeah
0: yeah that that's absolutely great that may, that'll be really exciting to actually see the movie where they actually do blow up the plane and knowing that it really happened um, this could open a huge can of worms, but sometimes I think Hollywood's like way too um, reliant on CGI nowadays, where I see certain things in movies or I'm like, that didn't even have to be CGI, but they did it that way for some reason. So yeah. I know most of it probably has to do with uh, cost, constrictions, and stuff like that,
1: though. Yeah. Well, any rate, um, that kind of brings us to the end of the news, man. Like I said, it wasn't a big news week, um, but those are the stories, so... Okay um you want to uh <laughs> you want to you want to talk the list tonight yeah
0: let's go for
1: it sweet all right well it is list time so ryan roll the thing and now for the top five okay we are back uh peter this was your list yes um what uh you want to explain it for everybody
0: yeah, so this list is pretty um, simple and maybe a little silly, but it's just our top five pets from uh, pop culture, anywhere in pop culture that we would like to actually own. Um, I thought of this one because I was thinking of uh, back when we did, I think the first list we did this like this was our top five favorite uh, giant robots. And I kind of like those lists where you just specify like a character type and then you just pick your favorites because it kind of uh, – it usually allows us to talk about a big variety of different media. Um, and so I just, some, for, for whatever reason, it just popped in my head, like, let's do pets, why not? That'll be interesting. And I kind of, when I came up with that idea, I had no idea who was going to be on, on my list, but I just thought it would be entertaining. So there you go.
1: <laughs> no, and it this this actually threw me for a loop because I was, um, I, I literally, like, this, this took a long, it wasn't hard, it just took a long time to really, like, narrow it down for me. And not because I, oh, really? shor- I had a long short list, it was more like, I never really think about, like, when I watch movies, I never think, oh, that'd be a cool pet to have. <laughs> so,
0: right, right. Um, I thought you were going to say you had to weed down to your, like, top five favorite Pokemon, which I think there's, like, a thousand or something at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just kidding. No, not at all. <laughs>
1: um, and you know what's funny is I never thought about Pokemon at all when I did this list and I feel bad. Do I have to reevaluate my list? No, I'm good. Um, well,
0: I thought of Pokemon, but I don't have any Pokemon on my list. So.
1: Um, yeah. So, uh, I have to go first, right?
0: Yeah. Do you have honorable mentions?
1: I have two honorable mentions and one of them is okay. a cheat. Um, okay,
0: same as me. So not cool. about the cheat, but I have two. So
1: That's cool. Cool. I will do my cheat first because, uh, it's not really an animal at all. Um, but it's kind of like the family dog, and that is Uh (laughs) R2-D2. Okay, okay. Um, But that's why he doesn't make the list. He makes an honorable mention because R2 is like the family dog, and I was like, I've always wanted to have an astromech follow me around. So even though it's not a living being, R2 is just how I've always looked at him in the movies. So I just figured I'll just put him in an honorable mention and get away with it, and we'll call it a day. (laughs) So.
0: (laughs) Right my list i actually perused a couple uh, internet um uh internet lists about like top or you know best pets in pop culture and one of them actually did have r2d2 on there so maybe it does count i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but uh r2d2 is another one that like there is one that could do a lot of things for you, which is kind of cool. Like there's tons of gadgets and stuff that you could use to help out your daily life, so that'd be great too. <clears throat>
1: yeah, exactly. So that's why I was like, if, because he's not alive, I had to put him in the uh, honorable mention category. <laughs> but I knew I could get away with it if I did that. So, nice.
0: uh, my first honorable mention um, isn't very useful because <laughs> I chose uh, Scooby-Doo, who okay, hold couldn't on. necessarily do too much. But what's that?
1: Scoo, I'm, gonna, I, you're, all okay, right, Scooby-Doo. Yes. Hold that thought. Okay, this has me angry. I'm sorry. Breaking news story, it just literally just got sent to my phone. I was literally about to type it. I looked down and went, what? This is really sad. And it this actually angers me. Um, Lego is taking the police figures out of their Lego sets. Oh, I, I actually did hear about are you, this. Are you kidding me? I mean, uh Yeah. That, that's, okay. That, that irritates me. I'm sorry. Um... That's it. That just pisses me off. I'm done.
0: No, oh, yeah, yeah. I heard. I heard about that. It's kind of. Uh,
1: that should that should not crazy. that should not be affected. That should not be an adverse effect to everything happening. I'm sorry, but whatever, yeah. whatever. And it's not because I work in like law enforcement. It's more of the that's that's bullshit. Okay, off my soapbox. Let's go back, Scooby Doo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> On the Lego thing, we don't know how long like that's going to be a thing about too. I know. Um, So we'll see how it plays out. But no, I I, I know it's kind of, I think it's going a little too far. Like nobody really even was asking for that. I don't think so. No,
1: um, it has nothing to do with it. That's why. that's, it has nothing to do with it. And that's why it angers me. Anyway, go ahead.
0: Right. Um, Yes. So Scooby-Doo. So Scooby-Doo isn't really the most uh, useful (laughs) pet that you could have. Like, He's kind of just scared of everything, but it is a dog that you can communicate with, so that's pretty sweet. And it's just kind of like, I'd love to hang out with Scooby-Doo. Like, who wouldn't? Like, it seems like you could just hang out with him and veg out and have a good time. Like, he's not necessarily the most ideal candidate to take, like, spelunking or ghost hunting or something like that. But, you know, most of the time I don't do stuff like that anyways, so (laughs) I just thought he'd be a good good character to hang out with. So so.
1: a a quick tangent about Scooby-Doo. Did you see um, – uh, uh, did you ever play the game Betrayal at the House on the Hill? Yes.
0: Yeah, i okay. played it a couple times. Okay. It's really uh, fun.
1: It's a really, really fun game. If you don't know the yeah. game, the basically the idea of the game is that um, you and a group of friends are exploring a haunted house, and at some point in the game – and it's random – at some point in the game, you uh, will – one of the person one of the players at the table will betray the group and then the rules change and it becomes everyone yeah. at the table versus that one person.
0: Well Yeah, like the the betrayer <clears throat> will become possessed or they something happens where it puts that character against all the other players.
1: Yeah. And um so the uh So anyway, the game's awesome. Yeah sorry to derail No, you. <laughs> no you you derailed me just a little bit, but you bring it up scooby doo is awesome. So the game itself is really great. Um, I picked up the Betrayal at Baldur's Gate version of the game, which is the Dungeons & Dragons version of Betrayal at the House on the Hill. Oh, weird. Okay. Um, so, it's basi- so it's basically instead of you exploring a haunted house, you're exploring the city of Baldur's Gate, and every- all the uh, crazy stuff is D&D-related, so like goblins and yellow mold and gelatinous cubes and, like, all the horror stuff right, from yeah. all the horror stuff from Dungeons and Dragons. It's got like a fantasy element to it. They, I know they pushed it back to I think July, but they're releasing a game called Betrayal at Mystery Mansion, which is the Scooby Doo version of Betrayal at the House <laughs> of Hell. Um, oh, that's pretty fun. You and,
0: know who the characters are
1: going to Well, stuff, not well. You know who the you know who the characters are for the players to use. But what's really yeah. cool about it is the idea of the. Um, it just makes me laugh because of the, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids aspect of this, you know, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> like, it just sounds, that just sounds awesome. Um,
0: yeah, that, that's great.
1: All right. So you had Scooby-Doo. Yes. Okay. So my next one, this is a sad one. Um, and this is, uh, Artex from The NeverEnding Story. Um, I right,
0: made my short list.
1: The Artex, um... If you watch The NeverEnding Story and you don't cry when Artex dies, spoiler, uh, you're dead inside, and that's all I'll say to that. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah, no, Artex is a really cool horse, and that is an extremely sad uh, movie moment in general. Um, And like I said, that one made my short list, so definitely a good pick. Um, So my next pick is... um, actually uh pete's dragon and i was going with the newer version of pete's dragon because uh like the live action version just because i think this is i think it's hard to make a list like this and not have like a couple dragons at least to make your short list (laughs) but this is a creature that is obviously like a really good time to just like hang out and interact with but also he can fly like, there's a lot of cool things you can do, and it's just kind of like, especially nowadays when everything's really crazy, you know? Like, the idea of just living in the woods with Pete's Dragon sound doesn't sound that bad to me, so I guess I can leave it at that, but unless you have any comments on Pete's Dragon at all.
1: um, I loved the original movie. I have not seen the new one. I don't know if it's aged well enough with me to... Uh, I, I didn't even think about it when I was doing this list, so...
0: Yeah. yeah. Um I I do think you should check out the new one. I I actually do think it's a really good movie. It's one of my favorite live action Disney ones, but uh yeah, I, I understand like when you grow up with the original, it's hard to uh I guess like I don't know, give the new one a chance or something like that, but yeah. <laughs>
1: um Yeah, all right. So that's all right. So my first actual pick. Yes. Okay. Um, so this brings me back to my childhood and that is, uh, Silver, uh, the Lone Ranger's horse. Oh, nice. Um, the, uh, I grew up with watching the Lone Ranger with my dad or our dad, um, and that he was my first hero as a kid. Like before I got introduced to Batman and Luke Skywalker and stuff and, um, Lone Ranger rode his horse Silver and that's, I had to be that all the time. Like that was my thing when I was little when I was, you know, so, um, when I was, when he was one of the first ones I thought of when we were doing this list. So
0: nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Yeah.
1: I don't have much to say on it. It just, it took me back to my childhood. And so,
0: yeah, absolutely. You're starting to make me worried that. I don't know if you went hyper realistic at all because my list isn't at all. (laughs) Actually, I feel like most of my list isn't even real species of animals, but, uh, I can go into my next one. Um, which is another dragon, and I wanted to get this out of the way because, to, uh, with no surprise to anyone, I picked Toothless from uh, the How to Train Your Dragon series. And uh, the reason I picked Toothless is because I wanted to pick a dragon, and he was. I think when you watch those movies, you realize all the crazy, cool things he can do. And like, I was just thinking of like how cool he would be to own. Like, he can fly, he can swim, he has cloaking abilities, he's like dark black so if you rode him at night like chances are people aren't gonna see you at all like he's really fast like he has all these abilities that could make your life awesome basically <laughs> <and> <laughs> as a pet. but also he has like a really adorable like really friendly cool personality that i appreciate as well so that's kind of why i threw that one on the, on the list so yeah
1: yeah right on <laughs> um all right so this comes back to me Um, so I, this was, like I said, this was kind of difficult. Um, I was trying to think of comic book related pets. Um, and crypto was one of the first ones on my mind. Um, but I felt like, I'm like, Peter and I are going to match on crypto. And why am I not looking at the bat? (laughs) Why am I not looking at the bat family being the Batman fan? (laughs) But I was looking at comic book pets in a general sense. And as cool as crypto is, because you can fly and all that nonsense. Um, I kind of landed on, uh, Ace from Batman Beyond. Um, because oh, right. they have, cause they have like the bat dog and they have bat cow and there's like other ones like that. But this is literally, um, uh, this is literally, uh, um, what was cool about Ace and Batman beyond was that he was like a very protective dog and they made him very much a part of the show where all the other, I feel like all the other pets in comic books are always background characters. They're not really, like, involved the way they put Ace involved. And Ace is basically, I, I think he's a Doberman pitcher, pincher. I'm not 100% sure about that. So
0: Yeah, thinking back on it, I feel like he is, but um, I haven't watched Batman Beyond in a while, so I'd actually have to actually, like, watch it to see what I'd actually conclude. But from my memory, I do feel like he has that Doberman Pincher look. But, yeah, that's a, that's a good call, and it's definitely... I think you're right where Ace actually has more of a hand in the story than a lot of, uh, you know, superhero pets and stuff in comics. A lot of them just kind of, like, make appearances here and there but don't have a big impact on the story. So that's definitely a cool pick. Um, And it could actually lead into my next pick, which was actually uh, Crypto. (laughs) So I didn't necessarily end talking about it. No, that's awesome. But but he he definitely made my list. And uh, this is another one where if Crypto was your dog, like, it would, it could be so awesome because of all the things you could train him to do <laughs> that he could do for you, you know? Like, he can fly, he has super strength, like, there's so many ways he could help out your life, you know? Um, but then I was also thinking, like, the thing about Crypto is I feel like if you're gonna actually be able to get him to listen to what you want you know, to what you say, I feel like you're gonna need like kryptonite or something like that in your back pocket, and that would be like your training uh, technique is like bring out the kryptonite if he's not listening to you or something like that. Um,
1: <laughs> well, one and- of my favorites, my one of my favorite crypto moments, and I've talked about, um, I've talked about uh, Batman Hush being one of my favorite Batman story arcs, but one of my favorite yeah. crypto moments was in that move, in that movie, in that comic <laughs> when Poison Ivy was trying to like, they they finally kind of caught her and like the beginning of the story and then um she uh she's like on her way out and then crypto's right at the door <laughs> she kind of just backs up like
0: <laughs> it was such yeah.
1: a it was just a short um it was such a short little bit but it was really funny and then and i'm sorry i interrupted you and derailed your thought no, but no, no you're good i was in line to meet jeff Loeb and have him sign some books and i had my hush books with to have him sign them and as i walk up to get him to sign the book he's talking... I don't remember who was sitting next to him, but they were arguing over Crypto and whether he was a decent character or not. <laughs> and, that's great. And I got up, and I was like, hey, it's nice to meet you. And he's like, hey, did you like these books? And I said, these, these are probably one of my favorite Batman stories. like, that's really cool. He's like, what do you think of Crypto? Because <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> we're arguing over Crypto over here, so...
0: Was he in favor of Crypto, or did he think he was a stupid character?
1: Um, the... Uh, I, he, it seemed like Jeff Loeb liked crypto, it was the other guy that didn't, so. I
0: I could see Jeff Loeb liking crypto a lot. I actually feel like, um, I feel like I've read some, well, actually, no, I'd have to go back and check. I'm thinking of, uh, there's a couple different, like, DC, like, uh, series that I've read where I've read the trade paperbacks, where it's a collection of, like, all the different comics that made up this one series, and I feel like there's one or two of them I've read where it had, like a whole, like, chapter, so it essentially be a whole issue was all about, like, crypto and what he was doing during whatever crisis was going on. I almost want to say Our Worlds at War had a section with crypto like that, but I might be thinking of something else. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was cool. I know crypto has, like, his own series, and I, like, or, er, you know, a couple different comic series, and I've never really read them. A lot of them have kind of been kid-focused, but when he actually pops into like a bigger like main like justice league sort of story i think that's kind of cool to see him there too so yeah i mean that's about all i have to say crypto
1: (laughs) sweet crypto yeah (laughs) all right um i'm gonna go on the disney route now um and that is uh pasquale um who is uh uh rapunzel's uh pet chameleon from the movie tangled Um, Tangled is, Tangled is probably my favorite Disney movie as a whole. Um, and that, I mean, Disney animation, because that's separate from, like, Pixar and stuff. But I really liked Tangled, like, a lot like Tangled. And I was thinking about, when I thought about this list, Disney pets kind of came to mind. And I was kind of scrolling through the Disney pets and, like, the little sidekicks. And Pasquale probably made me laugh more than the rest. (laughs) So, um... Yeah, that's why I went with that. he's just literally a chameleon that follows her around and sits on her shoulder and stuff. But, yeah,
0: that's awesome.
1: That was it. Like it's there's <laughs> not awesome. a lot to it. So,
0: I I, vague, I haven't watched Tangled for a while, so I vaguely remember him. But uh, yeah, I don't have too much to say just because of that. But uh, that's awesome. <laughs> I do uh, I do like Tangled as a movie though a lot. Um, I don't know if it would make my like number one favorite Disney movie, but yeah, I definitely <laughs> I yeah. definitely hear you there. So, um. So, yeah, moving on to my next pick, and I don't really know which one. Okay, I'll go with uh, Yoshi from Mario, which this one I almost don't know if it counts, but I did see it online as considered like a pet in pop culture, and uh, I think I always loved as a kid seeing like the Mario games with Yoshi in them because for some reason it just seemed so much cooler when Mario was riding Yoshi rather than him just running through the level. And I don't know why, but just that aspect of riding around on Yoshi just made it like that much cooler. But I mean, it'd be pretty cool to be able to ride like, you know, your little like lizard sidekick around and then go like kick some Goomba ass or something like that. So (laughs) I think that'd be a pretty good time. Right
1: on. Um, (laughs) So, uh, all right, this goes, kicks back to me.
0: Yes.
1: This is going to gonna be a short episode. We haven't had an episode like this in a while. Um, <laughs> all right, my final two come from the same series. Um, so you're probably going to know as soon as I list off the first one, you're going to know exactly what my final one is that I was going to talk about. Um, so, my okay. fir- so my first one is Drogon from Game of Thrones. Um, okay, nice. I thought about, when I thought about the dragon aspect and I thought about how to train your dragon, because those are nice dragons that you probably want to, like, you know, have fall asleep in front of the fireplace and you just kind of lean up against and doze off yourself. Um, <laughs> but then I was like, if I'm going to have a dragon as a pet, it's going to be Drogan because that would be amazing. So, um,
0: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, all the Game of Thrones dragons definitely were on my short list, um, but it just was that aspect of, like, Personality-wise, like, I like the fact that, like, Toothless, for example, is closer to, like, an actual pet's personality that you have, where the Game of Thrones dragons are so, like, realistic and maybe a little more vicious and, like... Probably a responsibility that I don't know if I want to <laughs> actually have in my daily life but uh, true. definitely an awesome pick definitely super uh,
1: badass so. uh, very true I'll agree with that that I don't want the responsibility to clean up after Drogon <laughs> yes. or have to explain myself when, when like uh, we have an animal complaint <laughs> you know what I mean absolutely so, yeah but yeah um, alright man so what was your next one
0: okay so I went with a video game one for Yoshi, and I will go with another video game one with Rush, uh, Mega Man's dog. Oh, dude,
1: I completely forgot about Rush. This is kind (laughs) of a cheat, by the way, but go ahead. it, it, It
0: totally is. Well, it's a total cheat because he's a robot, but then he's also, like, it's hard to argue that he's not a pet, but this is a character that you could do so much with because of just, like, kind of like I mentioned with R2D2 like just the gadgetry that's at your disposal if you had Rush as a pet is amazing and like we've all played Mega Man games where we've seen him turn into a hoverboard seen him turn into a submarine like there's so many cool possibilities you'd have with this one
1: yeah Um, yeah I mean
0: (laughs) that's pretty much all I have to say about it
1: (laughs) yeah uh, so this goes back to me for my final pick yeah, yeah, cool. Um, <clears throat> all right, so like I said, it came from Game of Thrones. My final one comes from Game of Thrones, and that is Ghost. Um, um, obviously, I don't know why I would have picked anything else but Ghost from Game of Thrones. Um, having first off, he's a direwolf. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> but having the like that faithful dog that literally is there for you, like, you know, I I play I play Elder Scrolls Online. Um, On the Xbox a lot, and that's kind of like the one game that I just keep going back to a lot lately. I am always like, for because you can get pets in that game. I have to have like a ghost-looking dog following me around like everywhere I go. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, and it took a while to get like a wolf-type dog as a pet in the game for some reason. And I'm like, well, you guys just hurry up and do it. We know we all want it. Like. (laughs)
0: It is funny the phrasing I have to have this, but uh right. no that's awesome. That's an awesome pick. I actually thought you were gonna go with another one of the dragons to be honest. Oh, oh with how you uh how you brought up the whole like your last two picks are in the same series sort of thing, but uh Yeah No, this this one's really cool. I didn't even think about the dire wol- wolves, but uh definitely a really cool
1: pick. Yeah, that so. was so it was like uh Silver and Ghost were the first two ones I thought of and then um Yeah. So
0: Nice. Awesome. Um, And so that could come into my final pick. Um, There's been a lot of dragon talk um, this week, which is pretty cool, because I like the idea of uh, owning a dragon, because it's kind of like your private airplane, you know, to an extent. Like, you could use it to travel so much and stuff. And uh, that actually led me to think of my last pick, which isn't a dragon, but I picked um, Appa from the series... uh, uh, Guitar, the last airbender sorry <laughs> had a bit of a brain fart there but Appa is a uh, sky sky bison so he is this <laughs> giant bison looking creature who can fly and it's like if you think riding around in a dragon is cool that's fine but the problem with a lot of dragons is you can't really carry too many people with them like most of the time you might see like one or two people riding a dragon or something, but Appa's the uh, giant van of a creature that you could take your friends on a road trip with, (laughs) which uh, the series, uh, The Last Airbender, is kind of, kind of is a road trip series in a weird way, like a weird fantasy road trip adventure, but uh, Appa's there the whole series, taking the kids around, and he's got, like, a lot of, like, really cool assists in different battle scenes and stuff, and he's just, like, this big fluffy cuddly animal that's just kind of like you know who wouldn't want to have him as a pet so that's kind of uh that's my last pick so yeah
1: (laughs) yeah no that's awesome um well man like i said that's like literally like we haven't had an episode this short in a while Um, yeah it
0: was it's kind of funny like i was hoping we were going to have more like crazy scenarios we could get into but it's like it makes sense this one was short i was kind of hoping it'd be longer but it totally makes sense
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I that well, I was just hoping for more news because I knew that when you mentioned this list, I was like, "We're literally just gonna be like listing off pets. We're not gonna go into big <laughs> diatribes about film reviews and stuff like that." So that's
0: true. Um, that is true. I was
1: like, "We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be going through this list pretty quick." Um, but that's all right because um, next week we're actually gonna be talking about some movies, uh, and <laughs> it's funny because we talked about this offline, and now we're gonna talk about it on the air. Um, We did the best of the best We did the Oscar winners Yes Time to look at the worst of the worst So we're going to go to the Razzie winners Which the Razzies, if you don't know what they are They're the opposite of the Oscars And they discuss the worst films of the year I don't know how long they've been running But they've been running long enough for us to have at least five picks So here's the way it's going to work Look at the worst movie of the year picks And we're going to pick our five favorites From those <laughs> okay so you're literally you're still picking favorites we're not picking worse we're not like oh my god i hate this movie we're literally <laughs> picking, <laughs> right we're literally gonna pick um and i gotta i i've never actually looked up the razzies the way you look up the oscars so i gotta we gotta look those up but um
0: yeah, yeah. it'll be fun to look those up because i don't know a lot of them off the top of my head but uh this one will be I think this will be an interesting list cuz we might uh, you know we might become apologists for a lot of these movies and like argue like what is redeeming about these movies and which, stuff like that Which so, unless
1: we're talking unless we're talking about showgirls that's probably uh, we're probably going to be covering uh, that's probably going to be make for a really good conversation.
0: You're <laughs> right on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I this discussion is making me think though it would be really I don't know if like this would be like this might be too negative, but I feel like it would be very funny to have a like least top top five least favorite movies list <laughs> one
1: week. Oh, one like we can actually talk about the ones we don't like because we talk. Yeah, look, yeah. we every week we talk about stuff we like because that's the whole point yeah. of the show. Is let's talk about stuff we like. Um, we yeah. did do. Uh, I think it was one of the weeks you were sick. I think you were out sick, um, and Bryn guest starred on guest starred. Oh, least guest done. We did least favorite Marvel characters, and I threw her. I kind of threw her under the bus for that one because I knew it was going to be really difficult for her. And I was yeah. like, let's do it. And she's like, Uh, fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah. No, we could do a least favorite anything if you want, dude. I just that I just you know. But we did best. We did best of the best. Let's do worst of the worst. But let's talk about our favorites of those worst of the worst. Um, so it's gonna it's gonna be a real interesting conversation next week. <laughs> yeah.
0: And this this is the the obvious list that I should have thought of for this week, but I didn't. But, it's all uh, good, man. This one's gonna be a fun one. I'm actually looking forward to it. So.
1: Yeah. So this will this will be cool. So. Um... Yeah. All right. Well, if you guys could do us a favor, uh, check us out on our website, topfivereport.com. There you'll find all the links to our social media, uh, Twitter and Facebook, along with the link to our email, topfivereport at gmail.com. You can interact with the show by shooting us an email or uh, hitting us up on our social media. Either way works. Um, We are on Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. On those locations, you can subscribe to us. And if you do, you won't miss a single episode. You can also leave us a review, which we love the five stars, but we understand criticism and uh we know it helps us get better and it makes the words we say sound important. Um you can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Drew3927. Yeah
0: um, Peter and you can follow me on Twitter at Ninja Pierre and that's where I will be posting my missing Mogwai flyer. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. All right. Um <laughs> that actually got a bigger laugh than i was expecting
1: no i got a laugh because i was thinking about the movie that follows um (laughs)
0: yeah exactly
1: exactly all right well for the top five report i'm drew
0: i'm peter and we'll
1: see you next week thanks for listening everybody